Hey, how's it going lads? Um, this is David Savage on Absolutely Savage. And um, I'm recording this after um, finishing uh, a night shift. So I only woke up a while ago. I uh, woke up at about half five. So um, I'm a little bit raw. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit um, a little bit out of it. Anyway, um, basically, I suppose, how are you all getting on anyway? How are you getting on out there in the in the in the world of nod, <laughs> in the world of in the world of the pandemia, right? So we could be facing another phase, you know. We could be going back another phase. That's what they're talking. Cork and Galway could be going back another phase. We just got the pubs back. I was out this weekend, um, two nights in a row, Friday night and Saturday night, and. I used to rarely go two nights in a row back when the pubs were just a thing and I have to say it took it out of me for the week <laughs> you know that was me week then r written off because <laughs> it's not it's not easy like it's not easy to go for the two nights is it anyway I'm going off topic right I'm going off topic so basically what I want to do today is I want to talk about movies so I'm going to treat this podcast today like it's a pitch meeting so essentially, what it is is that you are Warner Brothers or whoever, or you know, um, you know, Jack's Films. <laughs> so basically, um, I'm pitching a movie to you, right? Paramount Pictures, all those, right? I'm pitching movie ideas to you. Or TV show ideas. Because I'm after writing a few. I was bored there yesterday. And I said I'd write down a few. And I said I'd make that the theme of today's podcast. Right? What will we call it? Will we call it... Um, absolutely Savage Movie Madness. That sounds so bad. <laughs> Unlike Steven Gerrard. You know, no title yet. Whoa! He went there. Apologies. Um, <laughs> no. Um, no, listen... It's what I'm going to do anyway, right? I'm going to give you a few ideas because, you know, I have a few. And I always, I, I do this now. I, I do this to my friend in work, right? I'd always be sitting down and I don't always be sitting down in work. I get up and work. <laughs> I do work, I swear. Um, but I'd always be doing this thing with him where I'd, um, I'd be pitching movie ideas to him. You know, ones that aren't, aren't obviously good, they're purposely bad. Like, that's the point, do you know? And, um, yeah, he doesn't like it because he thinks I'm being serious. <laughs> he already said last night to me, he said, I know you're taking the piss, but this still annoys me. <laughs> oh, lads. Oh, God. Do you know what? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm been working nights this week and I have to say, it's draining me. And usually I like night shift because I'm, I'm, I've said, mentioned before on the podcast that I am a night owl. I like to stay up late, you know, I like to, I like, if I'm off of a day, I like to stay up late, I, I don't ever go to bed early if I'm off, because I'm a night owl, I like to stay up, I like to take advantage of the night, I'm a vampire, you know, I'm like a man from Twilight who's playing Batman now, have you seen that actually, I know it's probably old news now, it's a few weeks, but have you seen the trailer for Batman, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> Robert Pattinson, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. No, um, with Robert Pattinson um, as Batman. And it's it, it looks like it's going to be very good. Um, I think... I think it's more of a... Yeah, it's going to be more of a detective Batman thing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Do you know, that'll, that'll definitely be... It'll definitely be worth to watch. But I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, that's 2021. Hopefully 2021 will be a better year than 2020. Definitely from the point of movies anyway. Um, so yeah, and this is what I want to do. So hopefully I can get these movies released by 2021. <laughs> you know? I say the studios, because I have a lot of people that listen to the podcast in Warner Brothers and Paramount. Um, and I know this because they tell me, because I'm fairly close with them. And I'd say they're probably listening to this and they're sketching down the ideas. Now lads, I have this copyrighted. And it's on tape, so you can't steal my ideas. I know what you're up to. Um... So we're gonna get <laughs> we're gone off again, aren't we? Um, yeah. So I have these ideas anyway. And I'm gonna get to you. Um, so basically, I'm gonna go straight into it, right? The f first one, the first one is a romantic comedy, a rom com. 
You know? Do you like the old rom-coms? Do you know what? I'm a sucker for a good rom-com. If I'm actually bored of a night, I love a good rom-com. And I don't like that about myself, because I'm a hard man who, who brands candles for a living. No, but I... I, <laughs> I do, I like a good old rom-com. Like, like Adam Sandler era rom-com. And that's the idea I have, right? Is, you know, like 50 first dates. So, basically, I already have the cast figured out, right? So it's going to be Adam Sandler in the lead uh, with Drew Barrymore. And it's a it's a romantic comedy. Um, it's going to be it's going to be as good as Fifty First Dates or The Wedding Singer. Now I don't count the other one they did, Blended. That wasn't great, right? I don't count that one. But I think they're the dream team, Sandler and uh, Barrymore. I think they're definitely the dream team, right? So um, this this is the idea I have. So it's a movie called Thick as Thieves, right? And Basically, what it is, is it's a movie about Adam Sandler, who's a burglar. <laughs> so, he's a thief, you know? So, Adam Sandler's character um, has been... I can't call him Buddy Hull. <laughs> His name's Buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, Buddy. Uh, Buddy is, um, is a burglar. Uh, he's a professional burglar. He's actually part of a company that are, you know, their 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 front is that they sell um, they sell uh, flower arrangements, but their actual job is that they go and rob houses for a living. And the rest of the burglars are fairly good at this, do you know. But Adam Sandler isn't, because Adam Sandler's too nice of a guy. So Adam Sandler's issue is that he's too nice, and he feels like he can't rob people without their permission. So basically, he goes to um, the house, and he knocks on the door, and he's like, uh, "Hey guys, uh, I was just I was hanging around the neighborhood, and I was wondering if you wouldn't mind if I uh, robbed your house." That was my attempt at an impression of Adam Sandler. <laughs> that was my attempt at an impression of Adam Sandler. Um, hey guys, you know, it's because for some reason Adam Sandler does that, you know, when he's like casual in a movie, he's very kind of like, uh, you know, honey, I was just thinking, you know, like, you know, that scene in Happy Gilmore where, um, his girlfriend walks out on him and he's just up at the, up at the intercom above and she walks past and he's like, hey baby, come back, please, I was just, you know, and then she's like, happy, I can't live with you, you're, you're useless, you, you're addicted to hockey, you know, and then he's like, good, screw you, you bitch, I didn't want you anyway. I'm sorry, baby. It's just you know, I, I get a little scared sometimes, and uh, uh, and he starts singing. Um, Till the night closes in, I wanna hush you all over. Till the night closes in, <laughs> you know. So anyway, yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm probably going to try in a few Adam Sandler references here and there. No, but he he. Yeah, he so he's he's the kind of guy that shows up to houses and he knocks on the door and he's like, uh, "Oh, do you mind? Do you mind if I, you know, rob your house, or whatever?" And you know, most people are like, "Get out of here!" And there's a few comical scenes where there's like an old lady chasing him, being like, "You damn fool, get off my property!" You know, because they all have really strong accents in Adam Sandler. <laughs> you know something about Adam Sandler? There, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him where he doesn't scream at an old lady or a child at some stage. <laughs> you know, he basically bullies old women and children. <laughs> but he's a beloved entertainer. That's our Adam. <laughs> I know, but it's true. Like, this... So basically, he's doing that, and there's lots of comical scenes. And there's one scene where um, he calls the door, and it's Kevin James, you know? But uh, Kevin James... So this is actually a scene I have figured out, right? So Kevin James comes to the door, and Adam Sandler... Um, you know, Adam, Adam Sandler's there, and he's like, uh, hey, but, you know, he's in the gear and all, he's in, like, you know, the, the hat, he doesn't wear balaclava because he thinks it's intimidating. <laughs> he doesn't wear the balaclava, right? But he has, like, the, you know, the, the beanie hat and the black clothes, and, you know, you know, he's just there standing there, and he's just like, uh, hey, buddy, can I come and rob your house, or whatever, and, and Kevin James is, like, you know, he's obviously in a, in a very unhappy marriage or something, you know, we've Kevin James with, like, a bald spot, and he looks very stressed and he's wearing glasses and, you know, he's like, he's, he just looks like he's had enough, you know, and his, all you can hear is his wife, you never see his wife, but all you can hear is the wife in the background just being like, 
Donnie, who is it? You know? And he's like, he's, he's like, oh, I, I don't know, honey. I'm dealing with it. He, well, what, what do you want, buddy? What do you want? You know, and, he, and Adam Sandler's like, uh, you know, I can come back later. And he's, is it one of those missionaries? Is it one of those? And he's, you know, he's like, um, okay, like buddy, what do you want? Like, he's like, you know, he's like, I was just wondering if I could. Donnie, don't give those guys any money. Because remember the time you gave away our life savings to that cult? You always bring that up, damn it. You know. <laughs> and Adam Sandler's like, I can come back later. It's fine. You know, and he's like, no, it's fine. You know what? Come in. Steal her. Take the wife. You know, he's like, no, it's okay. He just slams the door. <laughs> I entertain myself an awful lot, as you can see. Um... <laughs> Oh, lovely cup of coffee. Um, anyway, no, like, so yeah, so this is the kind of the start of the movie where everyone, you know, every day he goes back to the to the business and they're always like, "What did you, what did you steal, man? Or what, what did you loot, buddy?" <laughs> you know, his boss is uh, is the guy from um, the guy from I know, pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You know, the guy who uh, the guy who runs the um, or the guy who's in charge of the fire department. I must look that up there. Um, one second there, boys and girls. Um, I must see who the... I, I know his name, and I know the actor. I just, or, or, sorry, I know the actor. I just can't think of his name. Um, one second there now. I know who you choking, Larry, boss. And it's not coming off straight away now, is it? We look up cast. But anyway, this guy basically is his boss in the actual thing, because I just think it's, he suits the role, you know? He looks like he could be dodgy as well. Dan Aykroyd. How could I not think of Dan Aykroyd? My God Almighty, I am actually a disgrace. I am disgusting. Right? So, basically, he has, uh, you know, he has the typical Adam Sandler crew there as well. He's Rob Schneider and uh, and Steve Buscemi, and they both work there, but they're, like, you know, pathetic, and, you know, Adam Sandler's shown as the really nice, sensitive guy, and they're shown as, like, you know, ah, we, we nicked all this, and all that, and, you know, and they... They fall over themselves and trip over themselves, and it's very it's very slapstick humor, you know? Because I like the slapstick. You know, you don't see a lot of comedies without slapstick humor anymore, so you don't. Um, yeah, so that's what that is. It's like, it's like the Three Stooges kind of thing, you know? Except it's the Two Stooges. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so the movie goes on a bit anyway, and, you know, they're all calling them failures, and, you know, Dan Aykroyd has one of those scenes where he's like, you know, Oh, when your father died, I said I'd take you in. Because that's the plot, he took him in, you know? His dad was really good friends with this guy, and he didn't have any other family, so he left him as his legal, legal guardian, Dan Aykroyd's character. I think I'll call him Swiggy. <laughs> so Buddy and Swiggy, they grew up together. Well, they didn't grow up together, but, but, but Swiggy raised Buddy. Okay? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so Buddy... Um, Buddy's getting a real heart-to-heart with him, you know, and he's just like, you just need to find your inner thief. That's all you gotta do, you know? Um, so basically, anyway, the movie starts to go on a bit, and, um, Adam Sanders kind of given up or whatever, and, you know, one night he comes back from a bar on his way home, and he comes across a house, and he just goes, alright then, one more, and I'm done, yeah, I'm gonna attempt one more, and if that's the case, I'm out of this business, because he's tried other things, he's tried carpentry, he's tried factory work, he's tried, um, he's tried doing a podcast to all you lovely people, and it didn't work. And that might be the way I go. After pitching terrible movies. Who knows? I don't know. I can't see the future. But anyway. He. Um, he's eventually. Um, come, comes to the house anyway. And he knocks on the door. And. Drew Barrymore answers it. Now Drew Barrymore isn't playing herself. Right? Because apparently there's a bit of confusion over that. I said this to my buddy. And he couldn't. He couldn't differentiate. He's like. Oh so Drew Barrymore herself answers it. It's like. No. The character. So I want to call the character. Um. What do I call her? I call her... I might give her an Irish name, like Ashling or uh, something like that. And she has an old Irish connection, we'd say. Because she liked the twin, the Irish connections, don't you? <laughs> so her name's Ashling. And she answers the door anyway. And he's like, uh, uh, Hey, you know, I'm not really good at this, but uh, I was wondering if I could rob your house. And Drew Barrymore is very like, um, um, I, I don't know, you know... Uh, um, I guess you could steal some, I don't want, I don't want to turn you away, you know, and he walks in, and he sees, uh, about 25 different pamphlets from, like, Jehovah's Witnesses, <laughs> like, other things, <laughs> and, like, he sees those, right, and he's like, uh, 
looking around and, and stuff like that and you know he sees like she's signed up for lots of different things and she's actually she's you know the sad part is she's in debt as a result and he realizes that um she can't really she's very polite you know and she can't like say no to stuff or she's very like that and adam sandler is like um you know he's just he, he's, he's looking around and he's like oh can i take you know he, go, he goes up and he sees like um do you know one of the uh, the stands for like kitchen roll, but there's no kitchen roll left in it because she ran out of it. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, "Can I can I take this?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't need it anyway." You know, it's like one of those scenes. Like, uh, my dead grandmother gave it to me, but it's fine. You can take it. He's like, "Oh no, no, I could never." And she's like, "I insist, I insist." She, she, she didn't have much, but she left me with that. You know, it's one of those scenes. <laughs> and um, eventually, anyway, so Adam Sandler walks out anyway, and he's like. Oh, damn it! You know he's like thinking like he's starting to like think like oh she she was something different you know because usually people tell him to to get lost when he tries to rob their houses you know so obviously Drew Barrymore's character Ashling is obviously you know special she's something special you know one of those special you know people one of those uh, different souls <laughs> someone that lets you burgle their house. <laughs> I'm not sure what the moral of this story is yet, right? I'm not even sure what this this movie is going to end up as. But anyway, moving on. Um, basically, uh, he's... So he's leaving anyway. And he goes back to the uh, burglar place. And um, he... So he starts... To, he, he basically goes up to his boss, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Swiggy, as we established earlier. And he's like, oh, I... Uh, I stole this thing here, uh, and it's a, you know, it's a stand for a thing, and all the guys start laughing at him, you know, they're like, hey, what, why else did you steal, a bit of air, <laughs> you know, like that, and they're all having to go off him, they're all giving him an awful doing over that, and he just basically, um, you know, Dan Aykroyd then comes along, and he's just like, no, you know what, you did good, kid, you did good, and he actually has confidence now, Adam Sandler. And what he starts doing is, uh, he starts, he, he actually starts going around to, to rob, um, to rob houses legit. You know, he starts becoming an actual burglar and, you know, he starts getting confidence in himself and starts stealing things. And eventually he's taking in loads of stuff and, you know, loads of other things. And then he calls back to Drew Barrymore's house and she's like, oh, you're here to steal me, rob for me again. Uh, I didn't call the cops the other night because I just didn't think it was right, you know. It's like something like that. And basically then, um, Adam Sanders like, uh, no, actually I was, I was going to wonder if I could steal you for, uh, for a drink, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so they go out and have a drink or whatever. And, uh, Drew Barrymore's talking to him and, you know, she's like, um, so what do you do besides being a burglar? <laughs> you know? And he's like, um, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, he said he's like, I can't really tell her that that's my job. Like, you know, that that's a profession. So he, he actually tells her he's a florist because it's a front. You know, he can, you know, I've tied up all plot holes here, by the way. So don't be trying to pick them out. And he basically has an idea that if she ever tries to call to his business, that he'll be working in the flower shop, you know, because he has to work there during the day. It's a front. So it's actually a functioning flower shop. But in the back, they have loads of stuff they stole. So that's how they keep afloat. <laughs> They have, like, um, one old woman working in the flower shop. And it's actually the old woman from uh, Big Daddy. I don't know her name because uh, she's only in there for, like, a minute. But, you know, um, you know the scene where the young fella is having a piss up against the wall? Uh, that's that's actually one of their... They're the, the Sprouse twins. Is that what they're called? The lads from uh, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That's who they are. They were Ross's son as well in, um, in Friends. Speaking of which, I think Ross's son got taken off him because for the last two seasons, he's just not in it. Does anyone else notice that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe everyone else is more busy than me. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, basically the old woman from that is actually running the flower shop. But she's in on the action. You know, she gets a lot of the money that they steal or a lot of the things that they steal. They're the things they sell the stuff from. Because they also sell stuff on the black market, you know. And by the black market, I mean they set up in a farmer's market and sell things. And if they see somebody they know they robbed from before, they hide that thing. Yeah. 
so there's lots of funny scenes like that where you know people come along and see this stuff or whatever and um so anyway yeah so he decides like that this is what you know he does or you know he, he basically tells her he's a florist but you know times are tough and he has to steal and you know he's he's telling her all these stories because uh it turns out when his dad died uh and when swiggy took him in um adam sandler was having a lot of social problems you know and he was getting in trouble and uh in school and stuff and you know, Swiggy taught him how to be a better thief because he was getting in trouble for shoplifting. So Swiggy thought, oh, I'll teach you how to be a better thief, you know. I'll teach you how to do it with honour. <laughs> this movie is essentially a piss take of, I don't know, rom-coms or something. But anyway, um, basically, so he's out with her, however, and, you know, they have one of those... Uh, I'm going to slightly rip off uh, the Happy Gilmore kind of thing, you know, where he brings her to the... Do you remember he brings your one to the... Um, to the the hockey ring uh and you know endless love is playing and then he's he's there to her like uh oh if you can if you can sink this pot uh you don't have to give me a kiss but if you do you know as if that's a good like move can you imagine if like a young fella brought a young one to a hurling pitch and went if you can score this off with a bar low from the 45 line you have to give me a kiss i don't <laughs> anyway um he's so it's like that, except he brings her to um, the top of the flower shop, and it's actually lovely up there. And she's looking at it, and he set up a little dinner for her and all. And Steve Buscemi's the shed is the, like the waiter, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, right here, miss. <laughs> sitting down and he's like she's like your friend's nice and he's in the corner making lots of sexual gestures you know and he's like get out of here you know whatever and um basically uh then they're sitting down and they're having dinner or whatever and you know they have a nice evening and he starts you know putting on lovely music um i don't think i'll go with uh with endless love because i think that would be a complete ripoff and i assume um Happy Madison pictures will probably sue me for that. So I won't do that. But I think another song that they could have would be something like... Um, let me think. Something good now. What about a bit of uh, a bit of Whitney Houston, you know? Because I'm listening to Whitney Houston a lot. You know the song Nothing? Oh, don't make me close one more door. I don't want to hurt anymore. Stay in my arms if you dare. You know? <laughs> Starts playing in the background while they're um they're just dancing on. By the way, Whitney Houston, what an absolute legend. Do you know? I know because people these days, like, can they reach the same levels as her? Like there's other singers out there who are kinda like men and women included. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. This is this is a completely different um, episode. <laughs> um, we'll do another episode based on that. But so essentially, anyway, um, they're having that little you know their little dinner thing or whatever, and uh, you know Adam Sandler's like you know he's like can I have this dance? And they're having a little dance, and uh, she's looking at him, and you know he's like so uh, how's a pretty girl like you single? And you know she gives him a sad story that uh, she used to be quite confident. Um, but then her husband uh, cheated on her with her best friend. And then he was, you know, she was left in a position where she felt she couldn't be assertive anymore or anything. She just, it was, the life was drained out of her nearly, you know. So she's pent up kind of frustration, rage and stuff. And, uh, you know, then they have, the, you know, the emotional thing of trying to tell each other, oh, you know, this is what happened to me, so... Adam Sandler tells her about his dad dying, that he died uh, He died on a construction site, um, that a cement mixer fell in his head. <laughs> that part isn't meant to be funny, but I found it funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're having dinner or whatever, and, um, you know, it's, it's like one of those nice moments, and uh, they're talking, whatever, and they start to, you know, fall in love and stuff, and... It shows nice little, uh, you know, nice little snickets of, like, the, the thing panning away. And Steve Buscemi's doing something funny, like, trying to feed a rat. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, so that's kind of it. So then what eventually happens is that he becomes a very good uh, burglar eventually, you know. And he starts getting very good at it. And it starts to interfere with his relationship. 
because um, obviously, you know, she's a good person. Um, so what she does for a living is uh, she goes into a hospital and cheers up sick children. <laughs> you know, because because you want to you want to make you want to kind of feel like she's too good for him, you know. And that Adam Sandler isn't being himself. You know, Adam Sandler's lost himself as well. And he's starting to realize that, you know. But there's a big job comes up then. There's a big heist. Now, it's not going to be one of those heist cliches where they're going like, you know, I got a guy, you know, and they try and find a guy. And it's like, oh, yeah, you son of a bitch, I'm in, like in Rick and Morty. Do you know, that was probably one of the best episodes of Rick and Morty. Um, but basically, there's a big job. It's like in a bank and they're, they need Adam Sandler for this because he's after getting really good. Um... So he has a tough decision because he's meant to go on a date with uh, with Drew Barrymore as well that night. And he doesn't want to cancel on her. Um, so he decides that he's going to uh, do the heist and then try and meet up with her after. So he like texts her saying, oh, you know, I have to meet up with you later or something. Uh, maybe we can skip dinner and just go for a drink or something, you know. And, and she's like, yeah, fair enough. No problem. Yeah. And then... He goes and does the heist, but it goes wrong, right? So they get caught by the police. And he's in the police station. And basically, uh, the police keep him in um, overnight. <laughs> they get bailed out. Um, so basically, like, Swiggy's like, oh, I called in a favor, you know, because I know a guy. You know, because Swiggy's that kind of guy. He knows people that can get him out of situations like this. So... That's essentially what the um, what happens with that, and then um, he's left in a position where Drew Barrymore is angry at him because he um, he didn't show up and didn't tell her. Because you know when you go to jail, you get your phone taken off. Yeah, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking from other people's experiences. You know, and then essentially uh, he's trying to get on to her, but she's ignoring him. You know, and all this kind of stuff, and, um, you know, there's, like, they're, they're walking, you know, he's, like, he's, like, getting back to his life or whatever, and she's getting back to her life, um, and they're just, they're just starting to fall, you know, to fall apart, whatever, and, uh, she eventually starts, you know, she eventually meets another guy, um, who's, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to Shark here, actually, I'm gonna get rid of that other guy, right, I'm gonna bring back the ex-husband, so he shows up again, after cheating on her, bear in mind, he's after running out of money. And, you know, the audience is meant to be like, oh, screw you, you're not good enough for her. And, you know, because he's not. He's not good enough for her. Adam Sandler is. You know, he's not perfect, but he's proven that he cares about her and that he's willing to do nice things for her. So, by the way, I left out a lot of things <laughs> that he's done for her. So, basically, he does lots of other things that he goes in and, you know, like, uh, does really nice things with the kids or, you know, he... Um, he gets her loads of nice things from her childhood and, you know, just does like the, the cliched love crap, you know? And <laughs> then, so you start to really identify with, with, you know, you start to feel bad for Adam Sanders' character because you're like, oh, well, he actually does care about her, you know? So, you know, you start to feel bad for him. You start to feel like, oh, he actually does care, you know? And he's a good guy. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, you know, what starts to happen or whatever. And eventually he sees her one night uh, with the guy and, you know, he's, um... He, you know, he, he's, like, trying to be, like, oh, I need this girl back or whatever. And, you know, there's another job on. And he's, like, Swiggy, did you not learn the last time? We got caught. And he's, like, this is our business, son. We need to do this, you know. And he's giving him all this stuff. And, you know, Adam Sanders like, but I love this girl, you know. And he's, like, then go to her, son. <laughs> you know. So, anyway, he just runs in anyway. And, uh, you know, they're, they're at a hockey game. So they're at a, let's just say they're at a Boston Bruins game or something like that, you know, because we'll base it in Boston. I like Boston. Uh, we'll base it there and uh, he arrives in and they're sitting there and, you know, the guy's already gone back to his old ways. You know, he's like, you know, she's saying like, oh, maybe we could go to France this summer or something. He's like, yeah, yeah, baby. Um, uh, one second there. I got I to gotta get it. I got to get a selfie of myself there. You know, he's, he's one of these assholes, you know, he's like, you're not meant to like him. He's one of these dicks, you know. And he, like, makes a comment about her weight because he's an asshole. You know, he's, like, 
you know, he's like, anyway, we can't go to France. There's a lot of bread there, and you, you need to cut down on the bread, honey. You know, and she, like, looks really sad and, you know, looks away, and he's a knob, basically. We're meant to not like him. He's a fucking langer. He's a langer of a fella. We're not meant to like him. So, anyway, this goes on or whatever, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, Adam Sandler walks in, and he sees her, and he goes over to her, and he's like, Ashling, and she's like, J- He's like, uh, she's like, what was his name again? Buddy! <laughs> I can't remember my cast name. Um, Buddy! And he's like, who's this clown? He's like, this clown is the guy who's going to save her from an asshole! And you know, he punches her, because that's Adam Sandler rage. And then there's a big fight breaks out or whatever. Um, and they both start fighting, and Adam Sandler, like, throws him through glass. <laughs> oh no, Adam Sandler, so first they're fighting, right? And Adam Sandler is getting, you know, he got, like, getting a punch... And next thing, um, you know, all the guys, all the burglars walk in and see him. And they're like, screw you, buddy. And they all go over and start kicking the shit out of this guy. So this guy's getting the absolute, you know, head kicked off him in the corner. While Adam Sandler and uh, Drew Barrymore are having, like, a big serious conversation. And, you know, and she's like, I thought you were different and all this. And, you know, and he's like, I am, baby. I swear to God, you know. And then they have, like, a big, you know, reunion thing or whatever. And... You think she's going to walk away, but then she turns around and says, I was always in love with a thief, though, you know? And it's just like, you know, one of these things where it's like, uh, you know, they kiss and all that, and the whole audience is cheering, because everyone cheers in Adam Sandler movies for some reason, because he's just some random guy in movies, but everyone seems to really root for him, you know? But anyway, that happens or whatever, and uh, there's a happy ending, and next thing it shows them at their wedding, and, uh, you know, all the guys are there, and they're having a good time, and... Yeah, they, they even show Kevin James and his wife at the wedding. <laughs> so that's kind of really the, the, the big synopsis of the movie. Obviously, there'd be a lot more involved and a lot more gags and all the rest. But that's kind of the main um, the main thing I'm going with for that film. Um, and I'm going to call it Thick as Thieves. Oh, that took half an hour. The other ones won't take that long because they're not that fuck. They're not that. Uh, they're not that much detail. That one really took me about a page to write there. That was a kind of a big one. Um, look, I think it, I think it has potential. I look obviously that's I'm taking the mic here, but I think I have the bones of a rom com there. You know, so definitely, if you think you know, if you think you like it, just just let me know. You know, I can change it. I can tweak it. We can make this movie together, lads, and we can get. Happy Madison, which is, uh, I think it's um, Adam Sandler's movie. Like, he, he, it's all the ones that make his movies. Anyway, we can make those guys make this movie, you know? Anyway, so next on the list, right, is a YouTube. So, so basically, right, you know, there's been biopics mad over the last few years. So, you know, they had Bohemian Rhapsody first, which I think is actually a good enough movie, right? I don't. If you take it for what it is, it's good. Now, it's extremely inaccurate, right? I could nearly make a podcast. I think I might make a separate podcast on Bohemian Rhapsody just by itself. And just, you know, like, you know, summarize the plot and what I thought was wrong with it and stuff. And also what I thought was good about it. Because there's a lot of things I did like about it, right? Like, Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury was fantastic, you know? Because I love Queen. I'm a pure Queen fanboy. Like, I, they're my favorite band. I know, like, I know an awful lot about them. Um, I've listened to all their albums, and I absolutely love Freddie Mercury. He's one of the greatest performers I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, he is absolutely amazing. So, I do love Queen. So, I can't really say that I didn't like this movie at all, because I love the music, obviously. And I loved the... Um, I kind of liked a lot of the scenes as well. Like, remember the scene where they're recording uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know? And, um, you know, they're actually recording the song Bohemian Rhapsody? And they're doing that Galileo, Galileo part, you know. And it's Roger Taylor, the drummer, uh, does that part. And, you know, he's going really high. And Freddie Mercury, he's like, hiya. You know, because they're in the portrayal as one of these really, like, you know, hiya, we need to do it better, darling, you know. And uh, he's like, hiya. And Roger Taylor's like, if I get any high on it, dogs will hear me, you know. <laughs> and I like that. I like that scene. There's other scenes I don't like. Like, you know the scene with um with Aidan Gillen? And Aidan Gillen's a great actor. I love Aidan Gillen. He's one of Ireland's best. But there's a scene with him where he's... So he's playing John Reed, uh, or John Reedy, and he comes in and he's, like, talking to... He's like, so this must be Queen, and you must be Freddie Mercury. You know? 
with the most like terrible accent ever and like it's just it's just so unrealistic you know um but again if you take it for what it is like rocket man was a better movie i will say but i prefer queen like i love elton john elton john's a king i absolutely love the guy he's one of my favorite singers as well but he is the, the movie itself was just better you know but i prefer queen overall but i have to say the movie um rocket man was a lot better because it was more of a musical and i liked that i liked that element of it that they, they told the story of his life through songs kind of and i thought that was very cleverly done so yeah i really liked that but anyway point i'm making is that there's biopics and biopics about musicians you know famous musicians from the 70s and 80s and stuff so i think it's time for a u2 biopic right now there's been talks about it for a while you know but i think i have a perfect idea right so I think they should make a YouTube biopic, right? Get the worst, like, most average cast in the world, except for Bono. Bono can be played by Paul Rudd. <laughs> Bono can be played by Mike from Friends, you know? And I think that's a good idea, because, <laughs> strangely, they're not anything alike, except height-wise. But for some reason, I can picture him in the role. <laughs> you know? Especially like early 2000s, Bono, you know, where, uh, you know, where he's like, Hello, hello, I'm at a place called Vertigo. You know, I'm just starting to shite out of this when I start singing. Anyway, um, so essentially, uh, Paul Rudd plays Bono. And it's going to, it's basically going to be a YouTube biopic. And it's going to, fo I think we should do as far, like Queen did as far as Live Aid. Uh, the Rocketman movie did as far as Elton John kind of, you know, getting sober. Um, I think the next one we should do as far... Because I think U2... No, I think U2's best album is probably The Joshua Tree, which most people could agree on, I think. And that was 1987, but I prefer to go way beyond that. So I think as far as maybe... Um, about About the early kind of 90s... I think around the early 90s would be a good place to go, even though an awful lot happened after... You know what, actually? It's a tough one, because you want to do the 360 tour as well. So maybe go as far as 360, actually. So scrap that, right? Go as far as 360. It's just because in 1991, when they wrote one, they had a big falling out, you know? And I think that would be a good, you know, for drama. You know, they're kind of like, Bono, you've gotten too big for your, for your boots, you know? And then, you know, Bono played by Paul Rudd. You know, fellow Pauls, Paul Hewson, Paul Rudd. Um, Paul Rudd's character Bono. <laughs> Paul Rudd's character Bono, as if Bono's like a fictional character. <laughs> so he's all like, you know, like Paul Rudd's doing a terrible Irish accent, I imagine. You know, he's like, oh, but Hedge, we are going way further than this now, how well. <laughs> and <laughs> so yeah, so they they end up fighting or whatever and they split up for a while because queen never split up either that's another inaccuracy from bohemian rhapsody is that queen never actually split up they took a break um freddie did a solo album and roger taylor did a solo album freddie did two solo albums actually um and yeah so like queen never actually broke up but the movie makes out that freddie mercury was like i'm too big for you darling get out of my life and i suppose you have to do these things for movie purposes you know like, you have to have a kind of a dramatic thing, and that's I think that's what they were trying to do. And I think I might do that with you two. I might have a bit of poetic license. I might, you know, have something dramatic happen. Big whoop, want to fight about it? Um, so that'll go on anyway, or whatever. Um, and I think in the end, we're going to end up with you two 360. Um, you know, I think it should be a scene where, like, Bono's inside in the conference room, and they're like, we can't do this, Mr. Houston. It's insane. He's like, nothing is insane you know that'll be in the trailer you know and it just all you hear is you know while they're walking up by the way i love you too right <laughs> i love you too as if someone said i love you to me i love you too right i i i know people get annoyed with bono and i can see why because he's a little bit of a condescending arse right but i i, I have to defend bono right i think bono is doing it like bono bono is essentially doing his job he's a great singer a great songwriter a great performer i i think that's what he's asked to do so i think we should get over it you know 
I, I genuinely, I'm a big fan of Bono, but I've always been a big fan of U2. U2 would be up there with Queen as one of my favourite bands. I absolutely love them, you know? And, so anyway, moving on whatever, you know, there's like big, you know, U2, 360. I never saw 360. I've been to see U2 twice, but I didn't get to 360, unfortunately. Um, I know people who were at the show, and they said it was absolutely out of this world. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, U2, 360 is where it ends, and... You know what, we could nearly end it with the one where he just puts the album on the Apple <laughs> and the iPhone and people hate him. <laughs> that is the cringiest thing in the world, by the way. Have you ever seen when that happened? It was him and, uh, is it Tim Cook? Is it the guy who's in charge of Apple now? It was himself and Tim Cook were there and they were like, oh, you know, it was just so cringy. It's like, we can make this happen, you know, and it's like, oh, you guys are so out of touch, man. Fuck, you know. Bono, go back to 1980s Bono, where you were singing, you know, songs about injustice and stuff like that, but they were just great tunes, you know? Ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Bono these days couldn't write where the streets have no name, I don't think, you know? Anyway, um, so that's kind of that movie, really, for the most part. Um, I think it would be good... Uh, I think it would be interesting, like, it depends, because a lot of times with biopics and stuff, you can go completely, you can shit the bed... Like, Bohemian Rhapsody slightly shit the bed. Uh, Rocketman didn't. Rocketman did really well. The bed is dry. Um, so, yeah, that'll be an interesting one anyway. Um, geez, we've gotten 40 minutes out of two bloody movies, right? Now, the Drew Barrymore one and Adam Sandler one took most of it. Uh, so, I'm going to go on here now. And the next one that I had in mind, right? So, this one is going to be like an 80s cop show, right? This is a TV series, so we're going to, we're going to discuss two TV series, and they're both based in Ireland, right? So the first one, anyway, is it's it's a kind of a an eighties cop show, you know, cliched like Magnum PI kind of deal, but we're you know it's one of those cop shows where you're dealing with a, a loose cannon, you know. Um, so basically, it's this guy called uh, Dermid O'Sullivan, you know, <laughs> and he's like you know he's a loose cannon, you know he's out in the west of Ireland, and you know. He shoots a guy for not paying his uh, his car tax. You know, <laughs> he's that kind of guy. <laughs> but he doesn't play by the rules, essentially. And the detective sergeant does be there, like, you know, sitting there in his thing. And he has the suspenders on and the cigar. And he's just, like, banging the table. You know, empty packets of potato next to him. Just like, you're a loose cannon, Rasulawan. I'll have you off this force. You know, and he's like, uh, he's like, I don't play by the rules. Detect or, or sergeant. <laughs> don't even know the dialogue. I don't play by the rules, sergeant. So if you want to go play by the rules, oh, oh, I hit me to. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out because it sounded funny. <laughs> oh, pain. Oh, recovery. Anyway, um, so essentially, he is a loose cannon garda. You know, he's a loose cannon garda, right? And he starts to, um, you know, he, he starts going around and he's like, you know, he's breaking the rules, he's breaking police protocol and stuff. And But if it, there's a guy, so there's this evil guy, and we'll call him, um, we'll call him Maurice, right? So his name is Maurice, and he's like this, uh, he's like this French fella, you know, he's like, oh, he's like stereotypical French. And I'm not trying to offend my French listeners, as of which I have many, do you know? I have many French listeners, of which I don't wish to offend, and you know that. We're all friends here in the in the Absolutely Savage David Savage Foundation. Alright? Bonjour. Anyway, so he's very stereotypical French anyway, right? And he's like, you know, he's like, You will never foil my uh, my plan because he wants to poison the um he wants to poison the Irish water supply with Archer Thieves. Because uh, I'm not an advocate of Archer Thieves. If you drink Archer Thieves, that's fine. Um I salute you, no never come back. But um He's trying to poison the Irish water supply with Archer Thieves, and it's a bit like Batman Begins with uh, Ray Al Ghul, you know, he's like, you can't do this, you know, and all this, and he's just like, oh, I will uh, foil your plan. Um, I'll foil your plan. I will, my plan won't be foiled, is what I meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, lads, I'm very tired, so this, this is getting, this has gone completely off the fucking trolley. But anyway, um, so he's, he's, He's whatever, he's, you know, he's getting after him, he's trying to find clues, and he keeps finding people, you know, he finds random people around the streets, and he's just, like, talking to this young fan, he's like, who sent you here? And he's like, Maurice, he's like, where did you get that Archer Thieves? 
I don't need to tell you nothing. And, you know, he starts, like, beating him. And then, <laughs> you know, his other partner is just, like, you know, putting a hand on the shoulder. This guy ain't worth it. You know, and the kid's just, like, kicking a rock. He's like, you're not worth it. You know, <laughs> he's actually offended he's not worth it. <laughs> he's not L'Oreal, you know. He's not worth it. <laughs> Lads, this podcast is unlistenable at times. At the best of times, it's unlistenable. Um... So anyway, yeah, moving on. So that's that's kind of it. And eventually he does catch him in the end. And he catches him on the train. And the train is about to go flying off the end of the island scale, right? Because somebody knocked out the train driver who has to pull the lever. And uh, it's going to go flying off the tracks onto the older tracks. Which means it's going to go flying into a waste recycling um, dump that's that's based there. Um, which means Osulawan and Maurice will be killed. So Osulawan is there and he's holding him up against the the wall and he's like, I told you I'd catch you, you perp. And he's just like, you will never catch me because I will be back in the next episode. You know, and he like shoots, uh, he shoots like a fucking um, grappling hook and he like gets on, he like, like gets it around a helicopter that's just randomly going on. It's just one of those rescue helicopters that happens to be flying over the tracks. And he latches onto that and goes flying. And then... Osulawan's like, damn you, Maurice, you know? And basically, the series is him trying to catch Maurice uh, and other little criminals along the way, but it's mostly uh, Maurice is like the main one. And kind of in every season finale, there's like a final showdown between the two. And I think that'll be good. I think that's a good enough cop show, to be honest with you. Big whoop, want to fight about it? Um, I think I might call it uh, Danny Osulawan. It's just Danny Osulawan. <laughs> I think I might call it, um, let me think. Danny Osulawan, he ain't playing with Brigon. <laughs> so for our our non-Irish listeners, uh, Brigon is uh, toys in Irish. So Danny Osulawan, he don't play with Brigon. <laughs> So that's essentially that show, right? It's called Daniel Sulawan. He don't play with Bregan. Um, it's a bit long, but we can, we can, you know, we can put it down to like, you know, initials. D O C H D P W B. As if people are going to search that on Netflix or something. Um, as if it would make it to Netflix. You know what? I'm being ambitious here. So finally, anyway, I'm going to leave you one more show, right? And this TV show is basically... So I was on about Saki the Sock Monster there a few weeks ago. Do you remember Saki? And Saki's been gone off the scene now for a good few years, isn't he? I'm just going to Google, where is Saki now? Do you know? But Saki's been gone off the scene for a while. So I was thinking, right? Have any of you seen that show called uh, Bojack Horseman on Netflix? Um, so basically, Bojack Horseman is an animated, um, series on Netflix, original Netflix series, starring Will Arnett and, uh, um, star- who else is in it? <laughs> Aaron Paul is in it, there's a good few other people, um, Alison Brie, it's, it's very good, it's, it's essentially, it's about a, a it's about, um, a horse, a horse man, so basically, um, there is loads of like character, like the characters in it are essentially animals mixed with people. So they're like horsemen and you know turkey men and dog people and stuff like that. And basically, um, it's a show about a guy who used to have a sitcom back in the nineties called Horsing Around, which is like your ter- stereotypical sitcom. And it's about his life now after it. And you know he's an alcoholic and a drug addict, and his life is a mess. And you know it's it's an adult show again. It's dealing with real issues. It's actually an excellent show. I would one hundred percent recommend taking it on. I might do a sh- I might do a podcast solely on that actually because I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. I got through it in like two weeks because it was so good uh, during the quarantine. You know I just <laughs> just had stuff to watch. Anyway, um, so basically, uh. This show is about Saki the Sock Monster from the Den. You know, and he used to work with Dustin and Ray Darcy and stuff. And it's about Saki now, but his life has gone down a bad route. And, um, you know, he's like friends with Bosco as well. You know, he learned from Bosco. He like really, you know, like there's a scene where Bosco is like coming off the stage and he's like, Ooh, that was a tough show, boys and girls, you know, and oh, fuck, you know. 
and Saki's like a young guy and he's got long hair and it's like the 80s you know and he's trying to talk to Bosco and he's like I'll tell you what kid it's a tough game you gotta look after yourself you know and all this kind of stuff and, and it's gonna be really good I think right so it's gonna follow Saki's journey uh, to a modern life now and Saki basically is trying to do other things like write books and set up documentaries so there's actually doc you know what it might be a mockumentary style thing about Saki and he ends up um you know what i'm gonna go completely with that that's fantastic actually a mockumentary about Saki and it um i think i might call it for sock sake <laughs> or um oh sock it to me baby <laughs> Oh my god, this podcast is, you know what, it's its its so much fun. And I meant to apologise because I actually was meant to upload last night, but lads, with, between the whole lot, I just didn't get a chance. I'm up the walls at work and, you know, sleeping. Um, So I didn't get a chance, but yeah, no, um, I'll try and do it on a Tuesday and Thursday. So I'll have another one coming to you there Thursday. Um, I've got no excuse. <laughs> I've got no excuse. So anyway, um, basically, Saki's life is being uh, is being followed through a mockumentary kind of style thing, and you know he ends up meeting up with Dustin and stuff for coffee, and it shows them going out and all that. And you know when they come on screen, it like shows Saki, you know, it shows his name next to the thing. It shows Dustin. It's like Dustin entered your vision for Ireland, <laughs> and all that, and. You know, there's lots of messed up shit happening as well. You know, they're doing drugs and stuff and they're living the high life, whatever. And uh, it just shows how much of a disgrace, you know, people can be in all this. And I actually think there's a lot you could do with this. I might make a podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I know I'm promising lots of things, but I am going to do that. I'm going to make a um, a show called Saki to Me. And I'm going to have an idea for what I want to do with Saki and different situations and different episodes, whatever. So I think I'm going to leave you with that, lads. Um... So those are my ideas for movies and TV shows there. You've about four there now. You can try and get into or use whatever. Um, look, there were, I'm taking the mic here. Right? But but no, seriously, I, I think it's a lot of fun to do things like this. Um, and I'm delighted to share it with you. So thanks for listening, lads. And uh, come here, I'll talk to you next week. Hopefully we can go for a point. Um, I'm saying that like you're all going to come for points with me. Um but no, but seriously, I really, I really do hope that we don't go into another lockdown again. If we have to, we have to, lads. This is just, this is just a reality. We have to keep people safe. So, if that's the case, that's the case. Um, but look, I hope you all stay safe. I hope you all look after each other. We're heading into slightly scary, or slightly scary territory again. And yeah, so look, look after each other. Wear your masks. Wear, you know, protect yourselves. Wash your hands. All that. Um. And just be good. And I'll talk to you Thursday, lads. Thanks for listening. This has been Absolutely Savage. Take care. Bye-bye.